0: Hello, you lovely lot, and welcome back to another episode of Who Knew, a Doctor Who podcast. I am your host, as always, Josh Carr, and yet again, I have supplied the goods, and I have another wonderful guest for you. Um, well, my guest today is, um, of course, a fan of Doctor Who, that's, that's why we're here to talk
1: couldn't you tell gosh (laughs) couldn't you tell
0: but also uh, a wonderful writer uh, as i very well know uh, as a writer on the peculiar adventures of doctor who my upcoming audio series and also the creator of a very very exciting new project which we'll get into but it's the one the only catherine wheeler how are you
1: i am doing brilliantly um this this is mega i've i don't i think i've been interviewed for a podcast once but this is this is
0: very exciting
1: and i'm here to ramble all you like
0: <laughs> lovely we love a rambler i'm a rambler you know everyone's heard my links they're very tenuous i i tend to ramble so um plenty more where that came from um but it's very exciting to have you here um i'm i'm very very excited um because it means that you know, not only do we get to talk about the exciting things that you're doing, I also get to talk a little bit about the audio series, which I'm really, really excited about, and it's my other love, that aside from Who Knew that I'm working on. Um, and we actually have exciting news that, which means that the listeners can get involved, so we can, we, we can, we can work it in. But let's start with you, Catherine. I can see from. A rather large blue box behind me, you may be a fan of BBC television's Doctor Who.
1: What's that? <laughs> I've
0: never heard of it. Um, why? <laughs> that's my question. God, wow, why, that's a question. Why are you a fan of Doctor I Who? I ask myself why, that why, why every
1: single day when I choose to get up in Clown for 24 hours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the life of a Who fan.
1: Yeah, why well I guess because I have literally not known a time when I've not been a Doctor Who fan um I like started I must have started watching the show back in either 2005 or 2006 um but I I genuinely don't know um I've tried to like collect evidence I've asked my parents I've like found Dr Who magazines and I've got some from series three, and I'm like, so I must have been a re- quite a big fan by series three, but I've got absolutely no idea where it started.
0: That is strange. Mm. Not many people don't remember, but mm. I mean, um, obviously, I don't want to reveal your age if it's not something that you want to do. But I know your age; it's in your. You buy on Twitter, but, right. so I don't know why you wouldn't want people to know. <laughs> no. You're about you're. Tw- are you twenty? You're twenty years. I'm old. twenty right, right now. Yes. Okay, you're twenty. So that, I mean, that only puts you at like three, when Rose is. Oh my god, that's yeah. young. That's young mm-hmm. for Autons and Cassandra and Slovene yeah. That's that's a young age. So it's it's interesting that I I, I find it fascinating when people. Have just always known Doctor Who their entire lives. Hmm. It's strange, yeah. isn't it? Because I remember,
1: I... yeah, remember the rewatch more than the first watch. Because they like, I think with some Doctor Who fans, you remember your first time watching the episode or the first time you remember watching that episode. And like, I remember just like watching uh, the Doctor Dancers uh, for the first time. And something just activated in my tiny little brain. And I realised I've seen this before. But it's hitting differently. Um Yeah. So I knew I knew there was something. I knew I'd seen it, but but I hadn't yeah. really, you know, taken it on board. If you <laughs> if you <laughs> can say that about Doctor Who. Yeah.
0: So was it was it from that very early age where you were sort of all in, or did that come later? When when you sort of became, you know, in the fandom, <laughs> I am an intense fan now. Like like
1: I novels. yeah, I think I had quite an intense bit. Um, well, I think a lot of people I know had quite an intense thing about David Tennant and Ten, and I had a David Tennant lunchbox and you know David Tennant bed sheets, um, and then around Matt Smith. I got into a very, a very edgy phase where I pretended I didn't like the show. Um, so I thought, no, yeah. no, I'm I went through too that phase cool too. for this. I hate Matt Smith, and I'd secretly go and watch it every Saturday. Um, <laughs> really, really love it. Um, but like, the the most, this is the most intense it's ever been, and it started in twenty seventeen the first episode of series 10 um i don't know why i i don't know what did it but since april 2017 it's been a it's been like a full time job if you know what i mean
0: <laughs> yeah yeah mm. it's mad isn't it it's mad how people just dip in and out like mm. i i went like a solid like 6 or 7 years of being wow. like a pretty like I, I was still a big Doctor Who fan, and like, if anyone asked me stuff about Doctor Who, I hadn't watched classic at this point, but like knew who. Like, I was still known by a few people as that guy who likes Doctor Who, the one Doctor Who guy. But mm. I wasn't like, I wasn't like this. Like, I didn't have merch. I didn't have any like <laughs> anything on my shelves. Like, I'd get the odd thing here and there. And, like, I, I didn't read the books or, like, listen to Big Finish or anything like that. Like, it was sort of just when the show's on, I watch it religiously. Mm. And I don't really remember watching episodes for the first time, like, Matt Smith ones that much. Yeah. Like, I remember so strongly, like, some... Like, where I was when I was, like, watching some of Chris and David's episodes. And, like, I remember, like, all of the feelings and, like, how I... Like reacted to each episode.
1: But yeah. Half of
0: like Smith and Capaldi is like a blur, and then series eleven hit, and I don't know. I was sort of pulled back in, and then lockdown just pulled me in even further. And <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. went down the rabbit hole, and here we are.
1: <laughs> you too. Yeah. <laughs> here we all are.
0: <laughs> here we all are. Um. But yeah, I just I love hearing people's stories about how they get into Doctor Who and like that they they're sort of like key episodes and stuff like that growing up but we'll we'll get into a key episode later on when we <laughs> when we hit the DVD collection um let's talk about writing uh, I want I want obviously um you're still very young as I like to think I am also um but you are obviously a, a writer and you are a you know, I no bias here at all. Even though you are one of my writers, you are a fantastic writer. You are absolutely brilliant, um, and I I can safely say that because I I finished reading one of your scripts yesterday. Was it yesterday? Or I think it was yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, sure. at, like I'm fresh off the back of of your script, and it is marvelous. Um, were you? one of those kids who has just always been writing stories and always been writing, or is that something quite recent for you?
1: Um, thank you for the glowing praise. Um, oh, you're welcome. It's what I, I'm here for. Yeah, I, I think I was one of those kids, um, but there was always something there that was like, I only do this like three times a week. I can't be a writer. Um, so I, I, I've always been really pessimistic until like maybe two years ago or even one year ago that I could actually properly write. Um, I used to write um, everyone you know, it's a, still a bit of a taboo to say you wrote fan fiction back in the day. But um, this is, I used to write the most awful Minecraft fan fiction you have ever seen. Wow,
0: it's was... not what I was expecting. I no. did not expect Minecraft to be out there. <laughs> if I'm honest,
1: it's out in the open. It's it was I I'd, I'd always like gone to town a bit. You know, in in primary school where they're like, oh, write a story, and I'd be like, yes, and then the head. Got chopped off and then blah, blah blah blah, but um, I used to write really shocking, like my eyes are watering just thinking about shockingly bad Minecraft fan fiction, and from there, <laughs> from realizing having an epiphany in about I don't know age twelve that it was it was just awful. I thought, God, Catherine, you can do better than this.
0: <laughs> I love that your 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 self-evaluating stage <laughs> and your big epiphany came at the age of twelve due to Minecraft fanfiction.
1: Yeah, and then I thought I'd looked at myself and went, mm, "Okay, right, let's let's take this just a step back." I stopped writing a lot for quite a while, and then I think oh I don't know. It was about f- four years ago. I started thinking. Well, I've been so pessimistic about writing all my life that no, this is just like something that I do. I can't. I can't do it. Do it. I thought. Well, actually, I'm. I'm literally eighteen. I can. I can do what the hell I want to do. So, I realized that I wasn't. You know, an old age pensioner, and I could shape my life however I wanted to and decided to not write awful Minecraft fanfiction and get a bit more serious about it
0: (laughs) I love it, I absolutely love it around the age of 18 you start taking things a little bit more seriously so I imagine the past couple of years have been a lot of intense heavy writing what is yeah what is your favourite thing that you've written in the past two years?
1: Wow. Oh, that's... that's quite... It doesn't
0: have to be limited to the past two years, because if it is one of the mm. Minecraft fan fictions,
1: that's fine. <laughs> you think I'm digging that out live on there? absolutely air. fine. <laughs> no,
0: go on. Give us a reading. I'll run some lines. I'm happy to do it.
1: Oh, God. The favourite thing i've done in the past two years one of them i'm gonna be a bit you know indecisive here and in pick two one of them is the piece i've done for the zine which i'm gonna plug loads um but i i wrote a piece for the zine um about the master pretty much 90 percent of what i write is about the master anyway um I just, I can't say anything about it because it would be a spoiler. But I think really recently, um, I've written some things I'm really proud of. Um, the script, the script you looked at being one of them, I was quite proud yes. of that as well.
0: Um, good, you should be, because it's brilliant. And... There's
1: another, yeah, if you're talking finishing, there's another one that I've done for... Another fan series, which will not be named because it hasn't come out yet, but it was my Paul Sprague entry last year.
0: Oh. Um,
1: And the good thing about Paul Sprague entries is that you have this fully fleshed idea sitting there on paper, and you can just, you know, take it and use it for something else. And I wrote this hugely... Kind of sinister, um, twisted little drama out of it, um, and I think I think I'll do the same for this year's Paul Sprague as well because it's August second and they haven't sent me an email. Oh,
0: <laughs> no. I didn't enter this year. I didn't enter because oh, no. I was like, look, I have three scripts to write. For for well, I have two scripts to write and two to co-write, and then a lot of other things to do for the audio series. And I don't mm. want to distract from that because you guys put so much effort in, and I did not want to distract from it. Um, and also, I had no ideas, um, so <laughs> I, I used up. This is what I, this is what I keep finding as well. Like, I don't want to use up any ideas that, that could go towards the audio series because it's it's my baby. Mm. Um, oh. But yeah, I'm excited about what is to come with the zine. The zine is very, very exciting. So let's let's talk about it because around the world's worst planet in 77 years, um, tell us about it. Please delve deeper um, and explain to the audience what they are missing out on if they haven't got a pre-order logged.
1: Okay, well... I'm going to put my infomercial voice on. Uh, around the world, world's worst planet, in universe's worst planet in 77 years. Get the title right, Catherine. Uh, <laughs> um, is a zine chronicling the Master's adventures on Earth during Spy 4 Part 2. Because um, we will watch the scene. Um, it's a bit of a divisive scene, to say the least, where the Master gets left on Earth uh, in Paris in 1943 and has to live through the decades until he meets the Doctor again. Um, and I thought, God, there's this huge gap Just filled filled with, you know, empty space. And what this scene does is try to fill that empty space. Um, we've got sort of one author and one artist um, sort of assigned per decade. So you've got story um, all, all the way from the 40s all the way up to the 2020s and possibly a little bit beyond. Um, Yes, I know. And what the aim is, is to make it like the best storybook you have ever seen. So we've put, you know, stuff in there. You know when you open a fantasy book when you're a kid and it's got like all these story maps, it's got a dictionary in the back and you're like, what? It's real... Um, <laughs> we've just jammed it full of stuff, like the master has written in a diary, and it spans oh, great. seventy-seven years, and everything's done for it now. I can tell you, it's bloody amazing. I'm um, so excited. Uh, I'm that's so, a se- so excited. Yeah.
0: I mean, wh- where, why did you even? How did you even come up with the idea? and where 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 did the where did the whole zine idea come from cuz um i mean i'm going to be old grandad here what firstly i'm going to ask you one question very quickly before you answer those others what is the difference between a magazine and a zine what's the difference
1: okay the difference between a magazine and a zine a magazine's kind of like s- slightly removed from a newspaper it it, it gives you you know it gives you news, it gives you... If it's if it's Doctor Who magazine, for example, it's something that you'd, you know, you might sit in a waiting room reading, um, might be published by a proper company such as, you know, Panini. Um, it's... The difference between that and a zine is that a zine is pretty much always fan-published um, by people who most likely aren't getting paid... Uh, for being massive fans of this thing um fan produced fan published um book can be anywhere from like six pages to this thick um just the key difference being that it's it's from the fans instead I love of that. yeah
0: that's and that is for me the major selling point of most fan stuff is i just love seeing fans come together to create something mad and like this genuinely sounds like so impressive and so exciting and i am buzzing to get a copy like i am really really excited it'll be my first ever zine so it'll it'll go right on this shelf and it'll sit in the background of who knew forever um but i'm really really excited um are there any are there any fun teases that you can drop give, give me i'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you uh, imagine you're doing a tweet, you've only got four pictures. Give me four out of context spoilers for the zine. Ah uh, four. Give me four. Hmm. Is that too many? Four. I, That's I, I, make, I don't want to reveal too I much. I
1: can. I can do four. I can do four. Go niche.
0: Go niche as you like. Niche. And obscure as you like.
1: Oh God. First out of context one. This isn't niche, but I'd say dating crisis. Um. Nice. Second one. Wall. Third one. (laughs) (laughs) Wall. I'm trying.
0: Well, I said niche. Third one. Wall.
1: Third one, anagram. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Fourth one. Wilderness.
0: Oh.
1: Now, those are four very niche, very sort of, how the hell can you connect those but you'll see exactly what I mean you can
0: interpret a lot of those in different ways if you say wilderness Mm. to a a normal person they just Mm. think you mean wilderness if you say wilderness to a Doctor Who fan they're thinking 90s exactly Um, okay I'm excited I'm really really excited Um, it's genuinely a really really cool project Um, and like I said the collaborative effort sounds so fun and so exciting and I cannot wait to dive into it. Um is this is this you done for zines or is this something that you definitely want to do again in the future?
1: Um I definitely wanna keep going forever, basically. Um I just I need I need something. For the next scene, I need like a really, really good idea. And if I get a really, really good idea, I'll make another one. Um and I'll make another one and another one and another Lovely. One until I can't anymore. Um at the moment, there's one or two ideas, but there's nothing there's nothing genius there yet. But wait for it and it will definitely come.
0: Good. I'm glad. I'm really, really excited. And um We're we're gonna we're gonna head to a short break in a second. But before we do, um Peculiar Adventures. Very excited to have you on board. We mentioned it briefly before, but um we can we can tease a few tidbits, Mm, can't we? Definitely, definitely yeah. Tease a few things. Um you are writing episode four of the peculiar (laughs) adventures of Doctor Who. Um, what made you want to get involved I'm intrigued
1: I think it was a just I really want to write and I want to write Doctor Who and I don't care what it's for and secondly I liked a lot that it was part of a series like uh, as a writer you can get one offs and you do one-offs all of the time but with um with this series you've actually got stuff that's going on in the background and you can sort of sew through all these character motivations and you start thinking but would he do that would she do that and then what happens later oh could i foreshadow something and then you 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 go in the chat and you're like guys 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 What's yes, happening in this, yours?
0: this is what I enjoyed <laughs> about it so much, which mm. I didn't really think about when I set it up, was this group chat we've got of this little writers' room that we've got is so fun, and you guys, my my wonderful writers, and we'll we'll shout them all out. I'm terrified that I'm going to miss a name now, um, but Alfie, Stephanie, Dom. Um, oh god um tom <laughs> this is just I'm, I'm in podcast mode now i have to shut my brain off from all of this mm-hmm. tom AJ, um sam uh joshua and that is possibly everyone if i and you someone. as well and me oh yeah me as well um It's a lovely little writer's room and you guys have inspired me more than anything else because, like, you you guys pitch in little ideas. Like, there's little things in my scripts that are not my idea. They've come from the group chat that, like, everyone else has just pitched in and, like, there's things we've woven in, like, and little bits of everyone's personalities, which I like, and, like, little nuggets of people's lives, like... We had a big chat about nicknames. I enjoyed yeah. that chat. That was a good chat. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to reveal too much. And I worry that you're you're looking at me as you say things like I'm some kind of Kevin Feige figure who's going to send <laughs> suited men round to your house to, you know, to beat you to a pulp. <laughs> um, I'm not. Don't worry. I, you know, they're on holiday at the moment. Um, Thank God. But... Yeah, um, I'm very, very excited about it, and your story is absolutely phenomenal. As are the rest of the ones that I've uh, I've read so far, and I'm sure that the others will be as well. Um, mine. Hmm. Um. Anyway, we're going to go for a very short break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about. This lovely little DVD collection that I've got going, and we might be sticking another episode in there. I think. I think we might. Should we? No, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so we'll see you after the break. I'm still your host, Josh Carr, and I'm still joined by the greatest Minecraft fan fiction writer of all time, <laughs> Catherine Whaler. That's your legacy now. Thank How you, do you feel everybody.
1: That yeah, is it's out in the world. Your legacy? I mean, I needed some appreciation for the Minecraft fanfiction, since nobody commented on it. <laughs> <laughs> is it still
0: up? <sighs> Is it still up there? I'm
1: not at liberty to say.
0: <laughs> oh, it is! It is! Okay. It is the mission of all listeners to find
1: I mean, it's still up. It's good luck finding the username because, I mean, it's. it's been quite a while.
0: Well, yeah. we'll, mm. uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see if anybody manages to find it. So... Catherine, we are here. We are. At the DVD collection. By the power of Grayskull. The Unicorn and the Wasp or Lover Monsters. Which one do you think I'll prefer? No, I mean, which one do you want to watch first? You are pulling my leg. So, for anybody at home listening who isn't aware, you should be already. The DVD collection is a collection of stories submitted by my wonderful guests, Catherine being the next one, that sort of are quintessential, Doctor Who. Well it can be your favourite story, it can be a quintessential story, it can be a story that means a lot. Um, but we've got a, a cacophony of of good and slightly less good episodes in the <laughs> DVD collection but I love them all dearly they they all deserve their, their place um, Catherine would you like to inform me um, what episode will be joining them
1: I agonised over this for quite a while um, and I thought well, there's two episodes really only two episodes it could possibly be um the one I didn't choose was Castravalva. Um That's been, yeah, a bit of a spicy pick there. Um, and you will never know why. Um, and the one I've gone for is, and I thought, come on, I have to, is Spyfall.
0: It's Spyfall. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. And that because we've we've got to ring the sirens it's Jodie's first episode in the Corridor of Fame not the Corridor of Fame, the DVD collection get your own names right Josh the DVD collection (laughs) I've been waiting ages for a Jodie story to go in I've been really really excited for it because I feel bad that I feel like she's sort of uh, you know lost Mm. because she's still on and people don't remember her episodes like with nostalgia and things so she doesn't get picked as often, um, but that's wonderful. Um, please, I mean, you know, we've just spoken about the fact that you've written an entire <laughs> zine about the the Sasha Dewan Master. So I think we can understand one reason why yeah. you picked it. Why, why? Why does Spyfall resonate with you so much?
1: Well, it's it's not my favourite episode of all time. And it's not I mean it's not quite a few people's favourite episode of all time. Mm. It's it's not perfect, but it's a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> it's you know, what every episode of Doctor Who should be. Slightly cringe worthy but still entertaining. Has you know, gets your heart rate going? At- Random points has Letty Henry saying plain thieves in it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Spyfall has everything, <laughs> most importantly, it has Lenny Henry. Uh, but Spyfall is, is my pick for the DVD collection because
0: Spyfall is a good pick, it's a very good Yes,
1: pick. it has. Um, this is going to come as a shock to no one ever. It has the introduction of Sasha Dewan's master um and that is what makes it absolutely worthy
0: yeah i mean it's a great introduction you've got i i feel like you know you can overanalyze it all you like when that reveal happened i jumped out of my seat and i ran around the house <laughs> i litch i ran out of the room just going, oh my, god, oh my 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 god, oh what, what, what? And it's so fun. It's like it's it's like you said. It's 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 not a perfect episode. I don't think there's many perfect Doctor Hit episodes to be honest. But it is a good laugh. It is a good laugh. Even its shortfalls, like mm. plain thieves, make shortfall's? me laugh. Yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> and, and it's a—it's got that strange distinction of being a two-parter, but both parts of the same name. i am I, not sure how I feel about that. It's a, stra- it's a strange thing. Mm. What well, I, I also spyfall is not the best James Bond pun you could have done. No, There's so many others, so many others. Yeah, like. I can't think of any now. I don't know enough about James Bond. If you were gonna if you were gonna rename it, if you're gonna rename Spyfall. Oh no it?
1: no, don't put this I'm one on me. Putting, I'm putting it on you now. No 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 this no no This is on
0: you. This is all you. You brought Spyfall, you've gotta deal with the consequences.
1: <laughs> the the plane of the master. The the, the 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 Eiffel Tower of the Master. <laughs>
0: The Plain Thieves of the Master.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a better title. There we go. We've never
0: had an Of the Master. Mm. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, Spy Falls In. Jodie's got an episode. And and now I've, I've collated a handy little spreadsheet so that I can cr- keep track now because I feel like I flounder on this every episode on how many each doctor has. And poor Colin. Poor Colin.
1: Oh no. I mean
0: I mean, he's not alone because with Joe Martin's not in Mm. she has only got like three appearances. John Hurt's not in, but he has only got two appearances. And McGann's not in, but he has only got two appearances. There we go. Colin you will get in there at some point.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry, mate. Oh. I will
0: make it my personal mission to bribe someone to put time lash yes. in at some point. Um <laughs> But Spyfall's in. I'm really excited now. I'm so glad there's a Jodie episode in. It it's not the one I would have picked, personally. But I'm happy. I'm very happy. And yeah, you're right. Lenny Henry's a, a great shout for a for a guest star, really, isn't he? He's He is. He's a he's good fun. I wish he came back. He definitely should have come back later in the series. The return of four, that's the he, centenary. <laughs> he does just does doesn't he just walk off? Yeah. Does he just walk <laughs> off? Does he just I leave? I think
1: so. I've got he no just idea.
0: Leaves. Um I mean, maybe it's explored in the zine.
1: Oh <gasps> Lenny Henry, the wilderness years. Sorry, but oh not it's, Lenny Henry. It? His it's his not, character. No. I just I just call it. I don't I don't even use the name of his character anymore. It's it's Lenny Henry, called. Lenny Henry set up for Lenny Henry, <laughs> for takes in Oh uh,
0: <laughs> Sorry, uh, Lenny wow. Henry.
1: <laughs>
0: wow. But yes, very fitting that as you are about to expand on this episode like no one has before, and mm. you are definitely jumping in front of Big Finish, which I love um, (laughs) that you've picked this episode, very very good very good, now um, there's a a noise, I can hear a noise it's it's an angry Scottish detective storming into a police station and he's about to say bloody Twitter for
1: God's sake bloody Twitter
0: there's one of those dreadful links That's that I was telling segue. you about. It's an awful segue. Please don't. Please. Okay. They're awful. <laughs> I really need to work on my segues. But hello, it's bloody Twitter. Uh, this is the part where you all ask questions and I ask them on your behalf, and Kat answers them, and then we all have a good time. So, question number one comes from Oscar Groucho's. Are you ready? because you're gonna get grilled there's some big questions here okay big questions now this one i um, i you know I, i i wanted to ask because the second half of it's very good but i didn't want to leave the first part out but i don't like the first part because it involves talking about myself um what qualities does josh bring to his role as showrunner showrunner um, <laughs> and what ethos of his vision of doctor who do you think parallels previous incumbents of the role you have greatly overestimated me my friend but please try and answer that question <laughs> in a way that i yeah you know, feel free to be as honest as you want
1: i had a sneak peek at the questions um I don't know if that's even you allowed. You
0: can't do that. No, it's not allowed.
1: Jeez. I thought, let's, let's think about this. So I thought about it. And um, the first thing I would say is Josh has thought about season two since the very beginning of season one. <laughs> and, and it's very enjoyable. And every. I mean, everyone's like, ooh, what if we put that in season two? That's going in season two. Um, the arc's going to go into season two, um, and three, and three, and four, and four point five, and well, um, and we'll slow
0: down at four, but definitely, <laughs> we'll. Yeah, I ha- I have a plan. I've had a plan yep. from the beginning. I, I never said it was good. I just said I have a plan. <laughs> Whether the plan is any good. Mm-hmm. Does not rely on okay. me. I am mm. piggybacking off much more wonderful writers than myself and getting them to realise my daft thoughts.
1: Mm. See, I was going to say Moffat at the start, you know, but now but now you've convinced me. You're Chris Chibnall.
0: I'm, I'm Chibs. I'm Chibbers. You're Chibnall. You're Chibbers. Anyway, let's move on from that. The bonus question. This is the one that I liked. If you could script Jodie's final line, what would it be and why? Oh
1: God, oh God, that's impossible. Ah, just a just a ah. scream of A's, you know. Ah, because.
0: Ah. <laughs> <'cause...
1: laughs> I mean, I mean, it hurts. That whatever's killed, <laughs> mean, you would be a bit distressed. You'd probably scream. You'd probably what, go, what do, ah.
0: What if it's you know that? What if it's the Yaz that we hear in the trailer?
1: Uh, that crying
0: out Yaz.
1: I'm not. I don't a fan think of it that. is.
0: I don't think it is. a Bit too sad. Some...
1: A little bit, but I I want death and destruction. Um, oh, so you I'm just a...
0: want everyone to die. Basically.
1: Oh yes. Oh yes. Okay. Everyone who can die should die. Um, is is nice.
0: <laughs> so maybe Jodie's last line is, "I can't believe everybody's dead." <laughs>
1: or not again. Or Jesus Christ. Or oh no. <laughs> Fuck's sake.
0: <laughs> Every everyone's dead. It's time to be the time lord victorious again. That's that, that's her final line.
1: And a big finish, go away. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it paid off. It paid off. That <laughs> Brian the Ood story on a t-shirt paid off, guys.
1: Mhm. Um it did.
0: <laughs> next question is from Cal, uh, a very regular listener. Uh, support of the Patreon if you want to help out I
1: love Cal, thank you
0: Cal Cal is great Uh, at generic underscore tweeted on Twitter Um, they've said I'd be remiss not to try and coax this out of you but what is an out of context spoiler for your episode of the Peculiar Adventures of Doctor Who
1: ooh okay I did think about this a little bit um, this is gonna sound a little, a little outrageous. It's but gonna be
0: hilarious if I don't understand it. The <laughs> word <it's>,
1: Cancelled.
0: Cancelled.
1: <laughs> <Canceled. laughs>
0: yeah. 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 <laughs> you're gonna, you're it, gonna get, you're gonna get. We're all gonna get cancelled. No. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that works. I like it. Mm-hmm. See, there you go. There's your out of context spoiler. Um. And Kel's next question. Uh, a lot of cheeky two-questioners this week. I, I don't know who, who's been playing with the rules here. It's all because you read the questions. Everything's gone <sighs> into chaos now.
1: God's sake.
0: Um, what has been the most difficult part about putting together the zines? And that this has been asked by a couple of people, actually. Um, I didn't get the names of who else asked it, but this is for you guys as well. So
1: trickiest um i was thinking about this one as well there's virtually no tricky part because i love all of it um all i'm thinking about morning afternoon and night is zine 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 (laughs) um but if there was a tricky part it would be the very start of it um because you have to not only it's it's not a one person project, like, um I could call it my zine all I like, but there are people working their asses off as as alongside me for a really good scene. And the most difficult bit is getting people on board, getting people, you know, knowing what they're doing, people need to be excited about the idea otherwise they're kind of like oh i'm doing this project but Mm." so i had the idea i then thought i'm gonna have to put the word out on twitter uh, about this and get people to join in and i got enough people but it was not a strain but I had to really you know encapsulate what it was about basically in a tweet Mm. so people could go oh yeah okay cool I want to do that Um, and the rest is just pure joy I have had so much fun and will continue to have so much fun
0: that's. I, this is why. This is another reason why I'm so excited about it. Is that, like I can just feel the energy coming off you and the excitement, and like the pure just buzz of like you can tell that this is just all you're thinking about, and that <laughs> just makes me want to read it so much more. Um, and I, I can't wait. I'm really really excited. Um, next question is from Jack, uh, and underscore awful underscore jack the host of an awful lot of running podcast very dear friend of the show um who's made some very exciting announcements recently go on his twitter yes. and check them out um about dnd which i do not understand that is a whole other world <laughs> me to me either. um but you know maybe i'll dip in maybe i'll dip in and i'll 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 try and understand um But Jack has asked, uh, he's actually said, first of all, amazing guest. Kat is one of the loveliest and most wonderful people in this fandom, Um, which is a lovely thing to say. Jack is a a, a lovely little fella. Um, Little fella. How (laughs) patronising is that? Sorry, Jack. Bear in mind that he's like like six years older than me. I'm so sorry, Jack, to call you a little fella, like you're a minion. Um, Sorry apologies um uh he said um this this hunk of a man said I-, I first came across you on tiktok and i still adore your videos uh me too uh what doctor fan or official would you sell your doan master cosplay to be able to write for ooh so the the the, the cosplay is gone <sighs> for one Doctor and you can write one story for that one Doctor and it's okay it, if you want to say none
1: I was going to say none
0: really?
1: but I I no no I'm going to be I'm going to be realistic about it I would throw my cosplay away to write for
0: you did say you my- can sell it you can sell it so you get the money as well
1: hmm Oh yeah, that would be a boost, actually, that'd be quite nice. I wouldn't write for twelve, who's my favourite doctor, because I feel like I'd sort of be infringing on perfection. (laughs) If you know what I mean. Um, like his ear is there and it's it's complete and I love it. I'm sure
0: that you could write for twelve, but I I I have written for twelve. Understand what Um, you mean because it it scares me. I I, I looking at twelve, I'm like, how do I write you? Mm. I don't understand.
1: I'm going to be, you know, very up to date and say that I would write for Thirteen, because I feel like Thirteen is sort of like, it's an ongoing, my my relationship with Thirteen as a character um, is up and down, it's rocky, it's, she's not my favourite, sometimes I love her, sometimes I hate her, and I feel like there's so much there that I can and do say, oh, what, what if this was, you know, carried on in this way? Um, and so it would be 13. Um, and it would be, I'd make her, you know, not evil, but but a yeah. bit of a bastard.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> See, This is what I like there. I, I feel the same way because I, when I look at like writing for Doctors... Like, they're the ones that jump out to me. Like, 13, 6. Mm. Like, I, I look at doctors, like, 9, 8. I think doctors with untapped potential. I don't know why I said 8 there. I think all mm. of the potential that it's could have been happen tapped with eight has already them. been done. <laughs> I was thinking on screen. But, mm. yeah, like, I feel like the 13th Doctor has so much untapped potential as mm. a character and so many different avenues that you could go with it because also like the idea of a female doctor is just like a an entire new sandbox to play with mm. with when you're you're making a character that is yeah and this is something that I've noticed as well like that I wish that they tapped into a little bit more that you never seem to get these kinds of characters. These like thousand plus year old godlike characters who are female. They always seem to like everyone that I think of. Like, e- like even weird ones like Yoda in Star Wars, or I'm thinking like the main characters in Good Omens. I'm thinking it like other things like that where it's dealing with sort of that god complex type character of they've lived for so long you never see that from a female standpoint and that really intrigues me um and i'd love to see a little bit more of that from yeah. from the 13th doctor i think there's there's so many things that you could do with her and mm. it's the same with, with with most doctors but i, th- I feel like her especially yeah it, it's not like I look at her and I'm like, I can fix you. Um, <laughs> but like, I I just think, oh, there's some really interesting things that they didn't do, which is fine. You know, you can't mm. do everything, but you know, I I just think there's some cool ideas there. Um, and really so good 13. gaps as well. There are good gaps. Mm. There are good mm. gaps. I feel like New Who's been very good for just giving us big chunks that yeah. we can play with. Like, just I mean. There's surely like hundreds of years of Capaldi that have just never been explored. And exactly. Matt Smith's got like 2,000 years of ridiculousness of just fucking around the universe, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, great question. Very, very good question. Um, Reese, Reese Dell, another one of our, our wonderful patrons, at uh, Reese with a five and Dell with a three, you decide where they go. Um, I know you'll probably get this one a lot, and we did get this a couple of times. Uh, again, I didn't get the names of the other people, but this is for you. Who is your dream master casting?
1: Yeah, this this was the question I thought longest and hardest about. Um, and after a day staring at the question on my phone, I haven't got a good answer. Because Sasha Dewan is my dream master casting.
0: Oh, that's lovely. (laughs) That's lovely.
1: And I never, I I want him to become the Anthony Ainley of New Who. And he needs to stay as long as he physically can until, you know, he doesn't want to.
0: I would love, (laughs) I would love him to stay around. Mm. Definitely. Um,. I'd be really, really excited. I think I did a whole thread on Dream Master castings a while back, and you know what? I'm really, really sad because unfortunately one of them has passed away, Aww. and it was it was Helen McCrory. I would have loved mm. to have seen Helen McCrory as the master. Um, she would have been amazing, and I'm, I can't think of any of the others off the top of my head. There were some weird picks on there. There was some one
1: share. going round. Julian Anderson has been going on oh. recently, but yeah. I don't get it i really i yeah i can see i can see where people are coming from, but she doesn't give me master vibes like she do so well as a villain in Doctor Who now,
0: but yeah we we can't i i can't say anything out loud, but you no. Oh. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. She'd yep.
0: be great. She <laughs> would just, be you know. <laughs> so good. Well yeah. We'll try. We'll try. I'll yeah. I'll hit her up. Um yeah. that made no sense to <laughs> at home. It will do when mm-hmm. you hear episode four of the peculiar adventures of Doctor Who, and you'll understand who we're talking about and why yeah. Gillian Anderson would work. Um but yeah. Can I get Gillian Anderson's number? No, I probably can't. Um, probably not. The final question, the final question that we have is from Anna at Pale Blue Box. Uh, they've said, if you could write one line of dialogue between the 13th Doctor and the Sasha Dewan Master, what would it be? They're making you do a lot of writing, the the listeners, <laughs> yeah. which I like. Um <laughs> but if you could have let's just like one it doesn't have to be specific dialogue if you want to just pitch a scene that you would want to see in the centenary Hmm. between the 13th Doctor and, and the Master what would you want?
1: Well, if I could pick any scene, oh my god the scenario, the scene I would choose would be a body swap Um because how fun especially now, especially after series twelve, how fun would a body swap be? That would be insane. So
0: fun. That like, yeah. That is the two that is the perfect Doctor Master combination as well. Because a lot of the new Who ones they're sort of echoes of the Doctor, so a body swap doesn't really work because Mm. they sort of would just end up being quite similar. But I feel like Jodie yeah. and Sasha are sort of polar opposites. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, just imagine Sasha doing a, doing that Yorkshire accent. Oh. oh,
1: yeah, I know. The, the line, the line, and I think Anna already knows what I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> the line, and this is going to expose me for who i truly am is i love you <gasps>
0: <laughs> because but who yeah. to who
1: oh it would is have it recipro- to be the master is it reciprocated is it reciprocated the master to the doctor you see it is in my opinion but she wouldn't say it back
0: no no Do you- I-, I i could see like a proper unhinged moment, like Doan Master, like hands around Jodie's neck or gun to her head, yeah. And the last words that he says are "I love you." Oh, oh!
1: <laughs> love Oh, that. I would kill to have that in Centenary. Oh my god! I mean, that it's would, already filmed now. Amazing. They can't. They can't it's go back. Done.
0: You can it's... you can go and make changes. You can, I can convince yeah. Chris. Definitely. I'll not uh, yeah. If not, Come you're just rink. gonna have to try and convince me to get, get that into the <laughs> particular adventure somehow. <laughs> yeah. We're just dealing with a different doctor for an episode for cat. Yeah, yeah. It's just for cat Thank you. Um So that was Bloody Twitter. Thank you everybody who submitted questions. I'm sorry that we didn't get around to them all, but there was um a lot and they were all brilliant questions. Love them all. And love you all too. So we are sadly getting closer and closer to the end of the show, which is, is very sad because I'm having a wonderful time. But um, we all know what's coming next. Uh, it's a lovely stroll. Get your carpet slippers on. Get your, your, get your house coat on. And uh, maybe a pipe. And take a little stroll down the corridor of fame. Have you ever been limited by who you were before? One day I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Our lives are different Anybody anybody else's. That's the exciting part. Yeah? Sarah J., do I have the right? Some people, small, beautiful events is what life is all yes, about. Sir, compared to us, ten million years in absolute. Great decision, your mm-hmm. person. Like a huge mm-hmm. boulder dropped in a lake. But it was a childish dream that made you adopt doctor. dreamt you would no longer. No more.
1: I'm not just the time. I'm the last of the time. Oh. Just disappears, doesn't it? Everything you are, oh. a golden moment oh. like breath.
0: So, the corridor of fame for people who don't know. One, where have you been? Two, it's a collection of wonderful people from in and around the world of Doctor Who that have been chosen by my brilliant guests. Um, there's some amazing names on the list. We've had some, some corkers this series, and I'm sure today will be no different. So, Catherine, please inform me who would you like to submit? to The Corridor of Fame.
1: I would like to submit um, the brilliant, absolutely masterful Matthew Sweet to The Corridor of Fame.
0: Oh, lovely. Matthew Sweet. Mm. I saw Matthew Sweet the other day at the BFI and I was too nervous to go and say hello. Um, Yeah, I
1: did
0: as well. A a (laughs) wonderful, wonderful... um, person that I I sort of only really know through like the the DVD extras the wonderful interviews that he's done um and some articles that he's done I know that he did a, I think he did one about the the Doctor Who Dalek films um recently from the BFI screening which I was very excited to read more about um what why Matthew Sweet why why have you why have you chosen Matthew Sweet
1: um I've made both my dvd collection and corridor of fame a bit linked uh because matthew sweet is an all-around really cool guy um like i've thought he was cool for absolutely ages but um the reason i put him in the corridor of fame is because he has written the only piece of duan master extended media and that is the master and margarita in the book um master tales of a renegade time lord and it is wow. 10 out of 10 it is i can't find a flaw in it it's a beautiful example of how to write a short story it's i think i i got it i got it as soon as i got it, I sort of laid down in bed and just wiped it out all in one go and at, at some points i mean i was i was crying like and i thought why am i crying why am i crying it's so well written <laughs> but he he just gets it and like without Matty sweets story in the, this book of the master one of the stories in the zine would not exist is is one of no. the reasons secondly Sorry because so. he's a he's a beautiful writer um Thirdly, because yeah. he does all this other stuff, like you see, sitting down with Michael Grade, for example. What a guy. Yes. <laughs> what a brave man. <laughs> yeah.
0: What a and, brave, yeah. brave man. It, mm-hmm. Matthew Sweet is yeah. someone that I have longed to have on the podcast for a while. I think he'd be absolutely brilliant um, coming on here. Uh, although I'd be absolutely terrified because... Interviewing such a good interviewer is very daunting. It's like mm. a doctor performing surgery on another doctor like mm. i like and i am i'm I'm basically a trainee at this point um compared to the the great matthew sweet and i I would crumble in a room with michael grade I'd either crumble <laughs> yeah. or i'd or I'd just swear it probably be like you'd um, be like
1: you know I can laugh. Yeah, that's all.
0: I feel like any any Doctor Who fan when they're in a a room with Michael Grade, gets similar symptoms to vampires in the sunlight. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think Definitely. skin starts to burn. Mm. There's a lot of hissing involved. Yeah, recoiling in fear. Mm. Um, and most of that is just because he's a Tory. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, Matthew Sweet is a. A very sweet pick, oh what are you doing josh? um sorry it's a <laughs> wow. it's a great pick um and I'm very, very glad that he's in and long may his wonderful interviews continue, and all of these other wonderful things that he does for the doctor Who community and all of this incredible information that he shares and also I need to check out that that master story as well. What book is it in yeah. again sorry it was.
1: Well, I brought it with me today.
0: Oh, here is one she prepared earlier. I love this. <laughs> yeah. This is like Blue Peter in its prime.
1: Wherever I am in the room, I always have a copy of that. <laughs> it's, um, it's the book, I Am the Master, Tales of a Renegade Time Lord, and if you flick to... Oh, let's see where we are. There's, there's stories from quite a few authors in here, but you flick to about... You know, two thirds through the book, yeah. and you've got this absolutely perfect chunk of writing at the back here, and it's oh. you know a hundred plus words of perfection. Um, and I'm gonna something... buy it.
0: I'm gonna buy it now, you and should. it's gonna live on this shelf. This is what I like mm-hmm. doing. I like collecting little odd bits from my various guests and people from the the DVD collection in the Corridor of Fame and things like that, so I will make sure that at some point that, along with the zine, is a fixture on the shelf. Um, Nice. And that very, very sadly brings us to to pretty much the end of the show. Um, Any regular listeners will know there is one question remaining. The question to end all questions. Um, no, it's not Doctor Who. It is. Catherine, in a sentence, what does Doctor Who mean to you?
1: Oh my God. A sentence. One single sentence.
0: It's tough, isn't it? I mean, I, I, not many people do it in a sentence. So feel free to play as fast and loose with that.
1: I'm thinking about it and I could say many sentences that were obsessive and concerning. <laughs> oh. A full time day job but fun.
0: <laughs> it sums it up, doesn't it? Like I yeah, yeah. think about I think about Doctor Who. More than I can't say more than anything else because Jess will probably kill Mm. me. More than anything else, but Jess and my cat. Yeah, Doctor Who is like third, it is a full time job, isn't it? Like being a Doctor Who, it is, yeah, and it has all the highs and lows of a job as well. Yeah, there's it's a roller coaster, but I love it. And ah, wonderful answer, wonderful um It has been an absolute pleasure having you on, and I want to say, I want to say to everybody at home: whenever Cat releases anything, and I mean anything, even if it's the Minecraft fan fiction, read it <laughs> because it is bound to be absolutely fantastic. um There's stuff that we haven't even touched on because I know you've got a very exciting audio project of your own that is coming out very soon. Um, and you know I, I want to give you time to plug that in a moment but I just want to say having as someone who is working with Catherine on a very close basis in terms of writing and producing the audio series that we're working on at the minute um, it's so exciting to have work with people like you who are so full of passion and so excited about writing for Doctor Who and are just so on board with these daft ideas that I have and these really hard and difficult rules that I set in place for your <laughs> scripts as well. And I just worry that it's, you know, sometimes that I make things 10 times harder for you all, but you all rise to the challenge and you have written a really, really good episode of Doctor Who. And I can't wait for people to hear it. Um, so, very exciting. Um, please now take the floor and plug whatever you want to plug,
1: plug whatever I want to plug uh, the main thing I want to plug is the zine because that is available to pre-order now until August the 25th no idea when it's, it's going to come out but if there's enough demand for it we might even open it for a second round the other thing I want to plug Ooh, is nice. um, I yeah, I've been working on a audio series, a fan audio series um called Doctor Who Reveries. And you might be thinking, Catherine, there are so many fan audio series. Why is this one special? Because um this fan audio series is not only amazing, uh, I would be amiss to say it wasn't amazing, um, but it's been created essentially by a union of fans. Everyone is working on something that they're good at to make this sort of beautiful fully formed series of audios Um, we've got no idea when it's going to be releasing but check your Twitter Doctor Who Reveries you'll see it very soon
0: yes and I will be retweeting it all over the place Um, and if you want to pre-order the zine um, go to your Twitter Is that Mm -hmm. correct and there's also a zine twitter as well is it 77 zine is that the Twitter 77
1: years zine is the twitter account
0: that's the one and i will put all of the links in the description to cat's twitter the zine twitter the zine pre-orders reveries everything it'll all be down below so if you want to check it out please do because it's all going to be fantastic and i'm so excited for it another thing that i have to mention um As this goes live, a casting call for The Peculiar Adventures of Doctor Who will be live, and oh mama, it's a big one. There is (laughs) over 60 roles on this casting call to be cast because we are doing 12 standard length of New Who episodes of Doctor Who, and that's a lot of characters, so the aim is very much in the same vein that Kat was saying with, with reveries there is to have all of the fandom unite and uh, not all of them, you know, dickheads aren't welcome, but, (laughs) you know, to have, to have Doctor Who fans unite and to show that there is so much talent in this fandom that is untapped and and needs a a space to, to be shown. Um, So if you want to become a voice actor, if you want to try it for fun, if you just want to get involved for the sake of it, um, if you've never done any voice acting before, please audition. Please send me an audition tape. I want as many as possible. I want my emails to drown. Like I, I, I want to drown in emails, please, um, because I love listening to people's auditions and people's interpretations of the characters that we've created. And, you know, Kat's characters are in there, my characters, the characters of all all the other um, writers. And we love all of our characters and we want the best actors for them. So as many people as possible, please. Um, And, you know, it doesn't matter how much experience you've got. And if you're scared and if you're nervous, just do it, please. Because I promise you something good could really come out of this and even if it's not this time around there's going to be more roles and more things to get involved in in the future so uh, the link to that will also be in the description um and you've been listening to who knew a doctor who podcast uh you can find us wherever you get your podcasts uh and on youtube where you can watch full video versions like this one if you're watching it on youtube um You can find us on Twitter at Who Knew DW Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Josh Ryan Carr. Um, That's where all the news about Who Knew and the audio series will be dropping. And uh, you can also subscribe on Patreon to support the podcast. Um, It's difficult times, um, so I've tried to make it as cheap as possible with as many benefits as possible. So that you know it's a nice balance of supporting the pod, but you know, you're not forking out a lot of money. Um, So, you can get involved for a pound a month and you can get early access to content and loads of other goodies and things like that. Um, So, please consider it if you can. And you can even get discounts off merch because you can get a who knew t shirt, which I need to do. I don't even own one myself, which is shameful. It is unbelievable. I can't afford my own merch, which is hilarious. Um, but um, it has been an absolute joy talking to you, Catherine. Thank you for coming on. Um, it's been so fun, and I can't wait to see the zine and everything that you're working on because it's so exciting. You are the, the busiest neither. person in the
1: <laughs> <founder>. <laughs> Yeah,
0: but it's yeah, been a thank joy. You.
1: Thank you so much
0: thank you and thank you to everybody at home and i'll see you next time bye, bye. <laughs> massive thank you to all of our patrons and especially cal king if you want to become a patron you can join for as low as one pound a month and get loads of benefits and support the pod check out the link in the description thanks for listening to who knew a doctor who podcast you can check us out wherever you get your podcasts and now on youtube please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you can as it really helps us out and a massive thanks to the sononauts for lending their cover of the doctor who theme to be the theme for the podcast